find interesting. There were definitely some parts that I was like, mm, this was Jenity uh, Tarkovsky pushing the boundaries of... Well, not what we talked about Watch Tonight. Oh! So, oh, yeah. Ooh, that was certainly a movie that we watched. That is in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Mm. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> ooh, hot, ooh, hot take. <laughs> It's Wednesday night, and we are in Rachel's apartment, which must mean that it's Starformers night. Welcome, everyone, to Rebels and Robots, episode 39. We're back after a week break. We're six years away, or six episodes away from having to buy a boat for our <laughs> midlife crisis episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, this is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Transformers. Sorry, you said weekly, and I got caught up on. We're we're biweekly now. Oh, we're biweekly now. now. Yes, I was going to talk like about that. We're like I have to change it. Yeah, <laughs> I also skipped. We I usually do our names first. I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you you we Gosh, had a we while take a break for a week and we just fall yeah, apart. We had a while where you would hesitate on your Transformers part, and then the while you're getting it, and now we're we're back and <laughs> I, th- I threw you off. Reverted immediately. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yes, we, uh, with, with the entire year, um, aside from a few exceptions, we have recorded every week, and that's because we've had something to talk about every week, uh, and now at the end of Ahsoka, there's not a very clear line with what we should record, do every week, and to give us uh, a bit of a buffer after recording every week for the better part of a year, we've decided to go to bi-weekly. Hopefully this will allow us to have... Better conversations when we do podcasts, because we'll have more interesting thoughts and have to record every week. Watch something drop unexpectedly. We, we just, we get like two episodes of bi-weekly and just straight back into it. <laughs> hey, if they unexpectedly drop Tales of the Jedi or uh, Skeleton Crew or something like that. Someone said, someone pointed out on Twitter, granted, I don't know how accurate that, you know, but someone said that the header on the Star Wars website always matches the theme of whatever show is happening. Okay. And it just changed from Ahsoka to Bad Batch, apparently. So, well, so, so some people are like Bad Batch season three, Bad Batch game, <laughs> video game, <laughs> micro series, two D oh, animated Jiddy Tartowski micro series, mm. which we'll talk about later. What that means. Um, but today we uh, are talking about the Star Wars Clone Wars animated things. Uh, primarily, we watched the uh, original f- animated film that kicked off the 3D animated show that was on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, as well, tonight, before we recorded, uh, we also watched the second part of the original 2D animated show that came c- uh, before even Episode 3 came out. And um, we watched that because Rachel had never seen it. Nope. And now she's seen the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to kind of take talk all things clone wars not necessarily the 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 breadth of the clone wars show but the two different quote unquote movies the 2d animated the 3d animated talk about the differences talk about what we like and don't like one's 2d and one's 3d uh well good night everyone thanks for listening (laughs) um and you know honestly I'm, I'm glad that we're both even able to talk. We both went to the dentist today. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I didn't realize you went too. That's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty glad to be able to talk tonight. I uh, got the next step in a tooth, uh, I want to say installment, but that's not right. Um, 
like a fake tooth. Oh, an put implant. In. Implant. Thank you. And well, I'm a couple years away from that. <laughs> God willing, yeah. very many long years mm-hmm. before my the rest of my baby teeth fall out. So the fact that we both scheduled the dentist on podcast day, not great. The fact that we both did it though, hilarious. See, I was at the dentist and I went, oh, I hope I don't have, I don't, I hope I don't have any cavities they have to fisk. <laughs> I hope I, uh, anyways, cavity Welcome free. to Dentists and Robots. I'm <laughs> Um, so we'll be talking about cartoons here in a few minutes, but as always, we start with, uh, last week's news, right? Two weeks worth of news now, yeah. which I know is going to be a lot from Rachel. Uh, but also any recent thoughts we have on either franchise. Rachel, what do you have for us? Um, probably the most, uh, the one that was, that really dominated the news for a bit. Um, Shauna Tropsic, I think that's how you say her last name. She was a costume designer for Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, many, many, many of the shows, um, and I think some of the more recent movies uh, passed away. Interesting. And I think okay. kind of unexpectedly, she was only 56. Hmm. Yeah. So that was like, she's won a lot of award or at least has been nominated for costume awards. So cool. yeah, sad. I think the costumes have been really good these past couple yeah. shows. I mean, if nothing, they're the, fun. The, like the, the, the practical elements of Star Wars, oh. when they do do them, mm. are normally Mwah. very excellent. Chef's Keith. What else you got? Um, so it's not necessarily news, but um, in the last episode of Ahsoka, the trooper that Ezra loots for his armor to blend in with the rest of the troopers on the way back to the galaxy uh-huh. has an actual designation, LS-757, which they say in the show. We've seen him in Rebels, apparently before so it's not really that big of a deal but it's kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) that the king of cameos dave filoni pulled back some random trooper that we probably saw once in rebels Mm -hmm. and put him back in he's he's that that trooper's having a rough time (laughs) that is interesting huh uh, I don't think I have any news, so you can keep just rattling them <laughs> off. Okay, Lucasfilm Games and Aspire have announced uh, the Star Wars Heritage Pack is getting a physical sw- Nintendo Switch release. Um, pre-orders are open at releases December 8th for $60. We have Star Wars The Force, the Force Unleashed, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Knights of the Old Republic, Republic Commando, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Sith Lords, and Star Wars Racer. <laughs> Good. That's a great combo. Yeah. So I'm kind of like. all great games, I that's think. That's super cool. So I would like to own that. Love it. Um, now, I don't know how true this is, but reportedly Skeleton Crew will be releasing in January 2024 because it is now in the U.S. copyright databank. Sorry, I was reading something. Say that one more time for me. Uh, reportedly Star Wars Skeleton Crew is going to release in January. Um, because you I can see. see it in the U.S. copyright databank now. Okay. So who knows if that'll actually happen? Yeah. Those things aren't confirmed to release until we see a a, a trailer. Really? Yeah, we haven't even, we haven't even seen a trailer. We so, haven't yeah. Even, yeah, we haven't seen any Not, recent trailers. I think there was a trailer at like whatever the last big Star Wars celebration. Con- celeb- yeah. I don't know. But it never like formally leaked and yeah so we have not we as the public audience have not seen anything official on this show um as far as trailers go 
Um, someone, someone tweeted this last week, which I thought was super funny. Um, so just kind of like some, some, uh, thoughts that I've seen more thoughts than news that I've seen over the last week. Um, with Ezra back in the main galaxy, the chances of us hearing someone say, is that a baby Yoda are now very high, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is just, (laughs) Hmm. Mm. you know, before Ahsoka, I would not have thought that was likely. But after some of the jokes they made in Ahsoka that were a little more tongue-in-cheek than usual... You it... mean Ezra, Lando Calrissian, Jabba the Hutt, the Emperor is my <laughs> uncle, Bridger? <laughs> I feel like that would probably be... Oh, I hope y'all cannot pick that Doggos. up. Doggos. One of my neighbors. I don't know if they're a new neighbor, but it's a new dog. And I think that dog has separation anxiety because it cries and barks a lot anyways um so i did see some interesting uh discussion because um between lightsabers and choreography and different projects um because people talk about well we don't really i guess subscribe to this but some people don't love the choreography in the new sequel trilogy because they are comparing it to the the prequel trilogy of essentially anakin and obi-wan but i saw some interesting discourse that um there is some logical reasoning behind it because the props they use for the lightsabers now are heavier okay versus the essentially if you look at an unrendered shot from revenge of the sith they look like the toys you can buy in walmart for Mm. 20 bucks they're super light (laughs) they're the ones you hit your siblings with at mach 5 speed you know thin super plastic that's a lot of what that's what they look like and then the effect is um applied afterward but if you look at kind of some of the um unrendered shots from recent projects you see they are a lot thicker they have more weight to them which is just kind of interesting seeing how that has changed choreography because you have to adapt for that. That is interesting. Versus. And is that, um, would, I would assume a big reason is of that is that the very minimum. I know that the main trilogy of the sequel trilogy, um, they used actual like glowing lightsabers mm-hmm. uh, like traditional six yep. films they use sticks that yep. they would then animate onto and obviously they would animate onto the props in the new mm-hmm. movies but they had to glow because they wanted to have real lighting effects yeah. on the actors faces and, the, and on the environment and i think that's part of what they talked about like it is it has to have weight because it has to be able to produce light yeah now so that makes sense yeah, that is interesting. That's, uh, I wonder how much of a conversation went on in the pre-production of Force Awakens to account for that. Like, did someone ask, you know, this is going to change the choreography. Are we okay with this? Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably thought yes, because they probably wanted the choreography to look more like it did in the original trilogy. Just because the original trilogy choreography was slower than the prequel and trilogy. Also, I think we've talked. We've probably talked about this before. They had to slow down Ewan and Hay- Hayden, didn't they, for some of the shots because they were fighting too quickly. Uh, maybe. I remember. I've I've heard discussion, and that that could very easily be like a Reddit urban, uh, or a Reddit rumor, like internet rumor. But because um, they just trained and trained and trained and trained for that, so. I think we've talked about it. it's a little unfair. I think sometimes to compare other actors yeah. <laughs> to Ewan and Aiden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And honestly, we can probably see a little bit of that prop change in Kenobi. It, comparing, in what way? Comparing some of the choreography. Right. Um, anyways, uh, I just found some funny comments, things from the internet that I that aren't quite memes or content. Okay. But someone said, I love that Luke is doing all he can to rebuild the Jedi Order, finding every holocron and scrap of ancient text he can he can gather. Meanwhile, Hu Yang is the walking repository of thousands of years of Jedi knowledge is out here bumming it with Ahsoka and Sabine in a different galaxy. <laughs> and the top comment, I have to believe he heard there was a new Skywalker running around and actively avoided him. <laughs> uh, and I think the last thing I saw, I saw this in, uh, in Reddit, in the Star Wars Reddit the other day. Someone posted a picture of a Star Wars Star Destroyer or an Empire Star Destroyer just says, you're a salesman and you have to convince me to buy this. <laughs> and it is just sales pitches. <laughs> and someone, someone, of course, top smacks the roof of Star Destroyer. Look how many TIE fighters will fit into the hold of this baby. I'll post the thread um, in our Twitter, but it's just really funny. I think another one that was very memorable was, have you ever wanted to hang out with you, your closest friends, and 30,000 other people all at once? Wow. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it, I don't know. It just got such, just gave me such a little giggle because, I don't know, just funny. I don't know Fun how many, times. there were over 500 comments on it when I first saw it. <laughs> so... <laughs> As soon as a, a show ends, <laughs> subreddits just go right back to real, like, really lacking for content. What do you mean? That's peak content. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What else you got? That's it. All that's right. Actually that all, it. I think that's all I got. Um, well, that takes us into... Uh, that's all I got. This week's discussion topic, which is... Uh, so, Kill for me. those who don't know, there are two different... Star Wars, Clone Wars cartoons. And I mean, I think Lucas always, I think, I don't remember how far back I've heard, but for many, many years discussed that he wanted the Clone Wars to be, he one, wanted Star Wars on television, firstly. Secondly, wanted Star Wars, the Clone, the Clone Wars part to be a television show because the movies would not really get to cover them. And especially at the time, it makes sense that you would do a cartoon mm -hmm. just because how else would you possibly do it in the mid 2000s yeah. to, to early 2010s? And the first version we got of it uh, was released between episode two and three. It's a 2D animated show. It was actually released in like five minute micro episodes on Cartoon Network between shows. Gosh. Yeah. Bizarre choice. They would also put them on the internet, which was a very new thing at the time, like 2004, 2005. Um, and they are directed and in the animation style of Jindy Tartoski, who is most famous for working on a lot of early Cartoon Network shows like mm -hmm. um, his most famous show, I think, is Samurai Jack, the one mm -hmm. he has the most control over. Samurai Jack rules. If you ever watch Samurai Jack and you watch this cartoon, the parallels are very obvious. Uh, but then you also have, he worked on shows like... Um, Dexter's Laboratory and uh, Powerpuff Girls and Johnny Bravo, stuff like that. And uh, has a very particular animation style. Mm -hmm. Loves animation. This guy just... Um, he, this, this guy. <laughs> he also uh, created the... Uh, or at least very much heavily... He directed the uh, Hotel Transylvania animated films. 
which I forgot about are a that. mixed bag uh, uh, quality-wise, but even though they're 3D animated, when you watch them, there's very obvious mm-hmm. parallels in the animation styles to the way he does animation. And uh, there is some some really great animation in those cartoons mm-hmm. as well. So I love this guy. Uh, I always get his name wrong, though. Tartakovsky. Tartakovsky. Jindy Tartakovsky is his Tartakovsky. name. He's also done the uh, Primal series, which I do think aired on Adult Swim. Yes, Adult Swim show. But it's definitely HBO Max. And that is where... Uh, that's what happens when you get a show where Jindy uh, has <laughs> full control and it's on Adult Swim. So there is no ratings to... Uh, keep him down and he's a very very visual storyteller which a lot of animators are but especially he's from russia and you know what honestly that's why i think we were just talking about this earlier i've seen both seasons of primal i think primal season one is much better yes Um, it's about a dinosaur and a caveman who doesn't talk yeah they don't talk and so all of the storytelling is visual Mm -hmm. and it's it's so it's actually such a nice change also because you kind of have to like sit down and pay attention um instead of just like hearing dialogue you have to sit down and pay attention to um like facial expressions and either way i enjoyed primal season one primal season two was okay and the ending was um and so he was tasked with creating just an action-packed animated micro series just a very fast very to the point to i mean ultimately as Star Wars always is, to sell toys. A way to sell toys between Star Wars movies, but also to f- a w- really cool way to flesh out what the Clone Wars was. And um, Wars I... Wars clones. And so that was two different seasons or, se- or volumes. And then you had, in 2008, uh, to kick off the a new animated Star Wars show that would be on Cartoon Network yet mm-hmm. again, uh, they had a theatrically released film. But that was not always the plan, supposedly. Uh, apparently, as they were working on the first few episodes, uh, George Lucas came to the team, headed up by now-famous Dave Filoni. Who had and, previously worked on Avatar The Last mm-hmm. Airbender. And uh, he said, we're going to uh, push together the first like three or four episodes and make it a movie. <laughs> and and uh, they were like, oh. And everyone hated that. Yeah. Um... And so those that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, we can we can start with, I think, chronologically, let's talk about the 2D animated show since it came first. I think this show created a lot of things that we now very much take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, Asajj Ventress, I believe, originated from this show. Uh, Dooku's trained uh, dark side assassin who is also, which I did not know until we talked about it recently, is uh, Death Mirian. Yes. Night Sister. Um, and what else do we get from the show? We get a lot of voice actors introduced. Uh, we get actually General Grievous's. I, I know, I would imagine General Grievous was written for Revenge of the Sith, but he is introduced in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, you do not see him use all four arms because that was, I don't think a lot of people know this, was meant to be a surprise. They showed it at the end. Did he split all they four arms, or did he just use end. his hands? No, they showed his arms split off. That's okay. how he defeated the other two Jedi. Well, I was in the middle of making my meme, so, but, yeah, yeah now I remember it. Okay, uh-huh. the very end. Uh-huh. Okay, so I was wrong about that. Um, it's okay to be wrong. Thank you. Um, other things that came from this, I feel like um, the the clone, like, starfighters, pre-arc one 
170 or 150, whatever they're called. Uh, I don't know the exact name of these ships, but they are then, again, a lot of this stuff is still used mm-hmm. in the 3D animated show. Uh, their costumes, Anakin and uh, Obi Wan's costumes, especially Obi Wan's iconic combination of Jedi robe and clone armor, mm-hmm. comes from here. Uh, a character that is just now being reintegrated, as far as I know, a dirge, a uh, big armored guy who's actually a bunch of worms on the inside, is from Volume One of the micro series Clone Wars. Mm. Um, mm. Don't love that. Other fun fact, just because I'm looking at it right now, uh, Kiandi Mundi, famous uh, Jedi Council member with a tall head, uh, voiced by Tar- Darren Norris. Um, and who is who is Darren Norris, Rachel? Uh, he's a lot. <laughs> but in the context of this podcast, he voices Knockout from Transformers Prime. And I knew that from the get-go. He said something, and I was like, this sounds like Darren Norris. He also voices Timmy Turner's dad. Yes. Um, he's in a lot. Well, he's in a lot of stuff. Are you sure about that? Wait. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to. There's. I'm seeing a couple different things here. This says he's the voice of Cosmo. Is it Cosmo? And he's both. He's the voice of both. I was gonna say. Anyway, sorry. Okay. We're gonna peek the microphone uh, for a hot second. He is also in Samurai Jack. Uh huh. And he is he's in also, a lot of stuff. And he is also in Transformers Earth Spark. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the uh the old republic video game oh he is i actually didn't know yeah. that huh. and man he's this guy does a lot more voice acting than yeah he's he's got a he's got a list for sure and he he's in both the old the knights of the republic the original video game he and is. he's also in the old he republic is RPG because he also game. i can't remember the name but he also plays uh the one of the companions for the bounty hunter uh, Old Republic MMORPG. He is also. I cannot unhear. <laughs> He's also in the Star Wars Clone Wars video game, the one that's. So, okay. This brings up, I think, one of the most interesting elements of what we're talking about tonight is there has been multiple tellings of the Clone Wars in different mediums with different continuities. You have the two that we're talking about today, the two different animated shows, but there was also a movie. Attack of the Clones, as far as I know, never really got a full-on movie uh, tie-in video game. But around the time the Clone Wars, uh, Attack of the Clones came out, that they made a video game just called The Clone Wars that covers a little bit of the movie Mm -hmm. and then just has The Clone Wars. That itself is its own continuity. There's also at least one comic book series that is The Clone Wars. I bring this up to say that Clone Wars video game... The actor that we're talking about, whose name I've already blanked on. Darren Norris. My Darren gosh, Norris. Cameron. Uh, he is in that video game as well. Multiple characters, including mm. Dark Acolyte. Oh, which interesting. Which is significant because mm. Acolyte is the uh, the name of an upcoming Star Wars show. Yes. Um, so this guy is like He's fully back, integrated Cameron. into Star Wars and Transformers. We'll see him again. Which I did not know. Imagine he is the Acolyte in the Acolyte. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's gonna be so um, di- there's gonna be so many Dinkelberg memes. And you said this is where I'd put my balance. Towards. You said he if was one. Uh, in Transformers Prime, correct? Yes. That was the one you said earlier. Yes. Yeah, he actually played three. He played uh, Knockout, well, but he also yes. played Viacon Seeker Number One and <laughs> Viacon Trooper. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> 
those last two were totally established characters. <laughs> he was also in the 2004 Transformers video game as Red Alert and yep. Cyclonus. Yeah. Yep. Dude is entrenched. He was Dude also in Robots in... in Disguise as Heavy Load. <laughs> He's in the trenches. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, uh, overall, the 2D animated show um, has its strengths and weaknesses. I think its strengths are it is got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It was very original for its time. I think it added a lot to the Star Wars universe. It, um, I think the second volume is a lot more story-driven, and it does, I think, a lot of good in developing Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship and what it looked like in the Clone Wars. Uh, it gives us Anakin's like final trial, mm-hmm. and it just looks... The show looks super sick. Uh, I think the action is phenomenal, um, and... It's just a ton of fun to watch. What yeah. what would you say are some of the positives? I think it was enjoyable. It was fun. There were some fun moments. Um, some interesting running jokes. Um, oh yes, yes. <laughs> there are there were some questionable scenes, if you ask me. <laughs> Do you want to share one? Oh man, it's just so odd. They introduced C three PO. Anakin and Padme are having a secret meeting. Because um, they're married, but no one's allowed to know. And C-3PO finds them. And they're all wearing cloaks. And, like, Anakin makes a comment that C-3PO looks good. or some, I don't know. Makes a comment about C-3PO's appearance. He's like, oh, it's my new gold plating. And Anakin's like, oh, show it off. And C-3PO, who doesn't wear clothes, is, like, bashful. <laughs> and just, it's so uncomfortable. Like, takes, like... I don't know, like takes his cloak off and it does this weird zoom in and pan down and it plays like saxophone, like a saxophone trill. It's weird. It's uh, uh, weird. I don't like it. Um, there's a quick, another voice actor note. Uh, Gr- so in the two different volumes, General Grievous is played by two different voice actors. Dang. He briefly appears in volume one and is voiced by John DiMaggio. Oh my gosh. Who is also multiple Transformers, a very famous voice actor. So I think that's very fun. Um, what do you think of this version of General Grievous? Because he's pretty different than he what is. we know from the movies and the later Clone Wars cartoon. Mace Windu messed him up. Yes. Yeah. His a coughing lot. is in this series explained by Grievous just crushing his chest. Yeah. Which honestly, someone should have just done that from the get go. Because it really kind of knocked him out for those couple seconds. Can you imagine if when he was running down the building vertically, like, I don't know, Shock T or someone had just, like, crushed his chest? He would have fallen, like, 600 feet. Probably would have just imploded on impact. <laughs> Missions, uh, mission accomplished. Problem solved. Um, it was kind of interesting. I actually kind of liked seeing uh a version of grievous that i think was a little bit more cold and calculating other than just <coughs> <coughs> i feel like that's all we get at least in revenge of the sith um i mean we see him in clone wars but i don't know i thought it was really kind of interesting it was interesting to see him and dooku react or interact with each other um yes we, yeah we get that training scene of dooku training grievous and that that was I, like added some additional element because we don't see them interact at all in the movie i feel like we got a little more nuance for grievous other than just like mindless killing machine yeah i i felt like they focused a little bit on the the quote-unquote trophy collecting of Mm -hmm. the lightsabers and that just seemed and it made him feel like a character 
Uh, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I like that. He also felt way more serious. Yeah, I liked that too. Which is not inherently good, but with how goofy he is in the movies. And I enjoy how goofy he is in the movie and the animated show. But I he felt way more like a threat here because yeah. the show takes him a lot more seriously. And the performance is a lot simpler. It's not just a uh, modulated count uh, uh, Dracula voice. Yeah. It's It's much more of a... Just a voice that's a that's a man behind or a creature behind a Just robot. A man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, another element that I like about this animated series uh, is that it depicts the invasion of Coruscant that leads right up into episode yeah. three. Because when but, we and no one saw it coming. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Entire fleet. <laughs> the sequence invasion. starts with. Yoda meditating, and he just his eyes shoot open, and he throws open the blinds, and there's just thousands upon thousands of ships flooding in. And um, when Revenge of the Sith starts, it starts in the middle of this battle above Coruscant, and we have no idea how they managed to kidnap Palpatine. We have no idea what's happening on the planet's surface. Uh, seemingly from the rest of the movie, nothing happened on the surface. So how did they get Palpatine out? Yeah. Um, this depicts a whole full-scale battle, which doesn't canonically make sense, like I said, because Coruscant is fine mm. uh, in episode three. But I like that this is depicted. It's just cool to see it a battle here. makes more sense than just an air battle. Mm-hmm. But also, this is something that... Is your cat dying? That, what that was that? Was her. Ahsoka? <laughs> Why do I do that? Athena, are you okay? You're supposed to be listening to us and being our editor. I'm sorry, everyone. Our editor is uh, puking over in the corner. No, she's not. That's her cough. Oh. We, she, she, she good? She's probably going to throw up. <laughs> I don't know when, though. I'm glad she's not in my bag at this time, at least. She's been eyeing it, though. You good? Anyways. Oh, she looked at me like um, I guess a narrative shortcoming, though, is, Anyways. like you said, no one saw it coming. It's kind of one of those things of, why didn't they do this earlier if they could? Now, it does take a ton of resources, but also, it does call into act to question, based off the way it's depicted in this cartoon, there are, like, hundreds, if not a couple thousand Star Destroyers. Yeah. And it makes sense that you would heavily fortify the center of your uh, the re- Republic, but... If they keep talking about how limited their resources are, if they have this many ships, uh, it this this cartoon I think puts everything on a much larger scale than we're used to seeing in yeah. Star Wars, which might seem hard to imagine, but it is very large scale, very frequently. Um, downsides: it is not very story driven a lot of the time. It is just pure action, especially mm-hmm. the first volume. It's mostly just fighting. There's also just a lot of silence at times. Mm-hmm. Not that everything needs ambient, like music or like a bunch of noises, but there were definitely some times where it was just kind of like this. Just yeah. sometimes almost like moments <laughs> of dead air. I think there are times that works. Yeah, um, I agree so like too. Like when they're getting chased by Grievous in this. So um, to, to set the scene, a few Jedi are called to go and defend Palpatine, and Grievous is the only one who goes after them, and some of his uh, magma guards. Mm-hmm. And Magma. they're being chased across the city, and there are some quiet moments where they're not sure where Grievous is. Yeah, and I think that makes sense, but there are other times where it's just like <laughs> dead silence in uh-huh. between like the conversations, and not even like 
environmental noises. Yeah, there there's definitely some times like in the battle where I was like, "There's a there's a segment in Volume One where Yoda, no, sorry, a couple of Jedi are are building their Padawan's lightsaber, which again, another thing, Elam and the the crystal, the uh, I can't think what those crystals are called. Kyber crystals. Kyber crystals are called. Do you I, know what happens to Elam? Elam. It becomes uh, Starkiller base. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, I couldn't remember. And it's very sad to see in Jedi Fallen Order uh-huh. when you go to Ilum and it's cut already so oh, deeply, and yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> no! well, a couple of Jedi get stranded on that planet in Volume One of this Clone Wars micro series, and Yoda goes to save them, and also gets caught or stuck or something. I can't remember if he travels with there with Padme in C three PO or they come after him. But there's this whole segment where Padme is like fighting some invisible robots, and it's not very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a, an example of one of these I more quiet ones. Don't feel like Padme is interesting in this at all. No, and and she, she is she's a tough character to land because you're not given a lot, especially if you're going with an action-based series. Yeah, you, she's a hard character to integrate, I think, into this. Um, a quiet moment I do like a lot, though, is Volume Two starts with anakin having a dream where he's a kid and qui-gon so ugly yeah we'll talk about that in a second (laughs) qui-gon is showing him what is essentially the tree from episode five on dagobah that luke has to go through and i love that moment the idea of anakin still imagining himself as a child and not a coughing cat who's who's disturbing our podcast um and interacting with Qui-Gon though you now introduce another idea to talk about which is so you don't see Qui-Gon's face at first you see his back and then you see his like shins because you're seeing Anakin and young Anakin and then Qui-Gon kneels down (laughs) and the man looks like an Easter Island head it's just gigantic head huge nose and so I would say it's a mixed bag the uh, interpretation Uh. of these live action actors into this stylized cartoon show. Some work really well. Anakin and Obi-Wan look incredible. Yoda looks great. The battle droids all look great. A lot of the aliens look incredible. Grievous looks incredible. Dooku is elongated as usual. Yeah, but he looks like Dooku. But yeah, he looks like he got a little squeezed. But the two famous ones are Mace and and uh, and Qui-Gon just look ridiculous. And well, young Anakin is just circle head yes they like shot they showed his face and i went oh oh and padme's an anime girl effectively and they made shock t like into a she's almost a furry like a a deer a deer girl looking thing i mean she does already effectively have antlers and like it they i am not surprised I think what's more interesting, though, it's along similar lines in this ep- in this show in the second volume, they go and help some natives escape from uh, their all their men have been kidnapped and are being turned into bionic like cyborgs by the separatists, and these people are effectively the Navi. They're not tall yeah. like the Navi from They're from Avatar, blue but cat people though. Yeah, and it it is really interesting how this show got to the Navi design before Avatar. Now Avatar, I think, had been in production since the early two thousands, so it's possible someone saw his designs and borrowed it. But um, nonetheless, you shouldn't take ten years to make your movie if you don't want people to steal your designs. <laughs> um. I also, just a few things to throw out that I like about this that I've stuck in my head since I was a kid, 
Anakin's starfighter design from the first one. Do you remember what this looks like? Uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, 2D, Anakin, Starfighter, Blue. Okay. This. So it's very similar oh. to um, Obi-Wan Starfighter from mm -hmm. Attack of the Clones, the triangle ship. Those pretty much look like a little Star Destroyer, yeah. except for it has engines on the front which i would assume are drawing inspiration from the pod racer yeah and then it has some additional cannons and the uh <laughs> the uh, r2 unit is dead center yeah. which doesn't make any sense but then they use that design in the 3d animated yeah. show um and it's also got a really cool paint job as well it's, it's blue with uh white, white stripes on it um yeah. so I just, I just this design's always stuck with me i think it's really cool and, oh, you also, in this, you get the uh, commando gunship that has, oh. like, a shark face on yep. the front, which I also think is super sick. So, it's just, like, a very well-designed show with a lot of very memorable designs that I think are super fun. And uh, I'm now seeing that they had a toy that was just Obi-Wan Starfighter painted blue. I ha And I can tell it's exactly the same toy because of, like there was like certain part pieces parts of it you could take off and like mm -hmm. it revealed additional cannons it's exactly the same it's the exact same exactly toy the same. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know whose this is technically supposed to be but anyways um any final thoughts on the 2d animated show it was interesting the vision he had yeah so anakin uh sees Man, those uh, those natives on that planet—they have some really good wall painting cartoons. They do. They they uh, self animate. <laughs> it was funny because when uh, well, and Obi Wan and Anakin showed up to this village, um, Obi Wan makes a comment. He's like, "It's just women and children," and we both went, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> women and children <laughs> alive." No men. Um, Anakin intensified. I don't know. Um, we oh knock things over on my table it was just kind of funny um considering anakin's past with um uh <laughs> with severely underpowered tribes uh -huh, <laughs> versus a lightsaber uh-huh uh -huh. um <laughs> uh -huh. it was fun it was definitely interesting to see because i have seen a lot of like the more memorable clips yeah um but like that whole part in the middle on that other planet i'd never seen anything about with Anakin and Obi-Wan. Mm. I'd never seen a thing about that. Yeah, I think that this is heavily influential and lives in the collective memory of the Star Wars fan base. Whether they've, like, you you kept saying, oh, I've seen this scene, I've seen this scene. Like, they're on the internet, people reference them. It's, I mean, it sits alongside the prequels for a lot of people our age. We grew up, a lot of people saw it when they were young. And it very much lives in a very similar pathway, but it's not brought up as much, so people don't talk about it as much, but it certainly exists within the fan base for sure. Yeah. Cool. So now uh, the worst part of our half the discussion, <laughs> the, uh, the movie that, that started the Clone Wars 3D animated show. So the only distinction you can tell between the titles of these shows is the 2D animated one is called Star Wars Clone Wars, and the 3D one is called Star Wars The Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Wars. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, Sneezes in silence. I tried. 
And so this animated show has at least one same two voice actors. I no, I totally at least two voice actors. Same voice actors as <laughs> the two D one. Um, I totally thought that uh, Frank Oz played Yoda. It's not. It's Tom Kane. Who I definitely oh. think has been in Transformers stuff. Gosh, are you thinking Tom Kenny? No, I know who Tom Kenny is. <laughs> um, oh, he is the the narrator in the Clone Wars, the narrator oh, voice, who so then is also Admiral also, Yularen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find Transformers here. He's in Star Wars: The Republic. How surprising! And, okay, so Transformers. Google's Transformers. No, no, he's never been in Transformers. That is super surprising Same. to me. I could have sworn he was a Transformer at some point. Uh, maybe it was in real life. He's, he's, real life, he was he's a Transformer. too good in disguise. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, man. We shouldn't even know about the Transformers. They should be better at being in disguise. Um, and you've got James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan is yep. the same in both. Yep. Um, and then, but you have a different Anakin, I think. Um, Matt Lucas was the original and Matt Lanter was the new one. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, you do have Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, as usual. Um, and, and in this movie that we watched, you do have Christopher Lee and Sam Jackson returning Yeah, we talked as, about that. But not on pod, though. Oh, no, yeah, not on We're podcasting, Rachel. Anything that we said earlier is not on any, the record any, anything here. Anything we've said is non-canon until we say it on the podcast. Look, I'm not just talking to you. I'm also talking to the audience and informing them of all this riveting information that they've been waiting two weeks to hear. Our two biggest fans did not particularly notice that we were gone. <laughs> they've been busy. <laughs> they, they are busy people. Uh, what about your mom? Do your mom notice? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I, <laughs> the biggest fans. I think she's still catching up. She, I think she got behind a I little see, bit. I see. She's got a job. She works. Um, she's got things to do. So, Rachel, do you want to give me just a broad plot synopsis of this this animated movie uh, that we watched? So, um, it's about the Clone Wars. Great. <laughs> and so, really, what it yeah, is? Yeah, not just a Clone Wars. The, the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. So, really, what this is um, is introducing Ahsoka. Um, who is Anakin's uh, uh, Padawan, and basically kind of the start of the more the larger galaxy Clone Wars. Um, we see, we do see post um, Jedi Padawan, or we do see like he's a Jedi Master, or at least a Jedi Knight at this point. Um, Anakin and Obi Wan, but I think it's still timeline wise very recently after the Battle of Geonosis. Yes. So, basically, plot synopsis. Um, I don't know how to like say it without much. Ahsoka shows up. There's a mishap. She's apparently supposed to be Obi Wan's apprentice, um, but things get mixed up, and she like Obi Wan's new apprentice, and thinks, and then shows up to this battle. Um, says she's supposed to be Anakin. Anakin is not having a good time at all. Um, so we have a what would be at least an episode of two of them going through the battle, you know, kind of bonding, whatever, not liking each other. And then um, the overall arching plot is that Palpatine wants to pit or the Separatists want to pit um, the Hut clan against 
the Republic. And in doing so, they plan to kidnap Jabba the Hutt's son, Rada. Uh, Rada, Rada, Rada. Stop, stop it. Rada. Um, good joke. Talk to you. We can't, that's it. That's the funniest joke you guys are going to hear all night. Uh, we can't do anything. We ain't got anything else. So I just end it here. Um, and so, and pin that on the Republic so mm. that the Hutt clans will not side with the Republic. And they, both parties want to align with the Hutt clans, which is they the, are powerful. Well, they are the, you know, obviously Jabba the Hutt being the most famous hut mm-hmm. uh they are the criminal they're overlords the of the hut. outer rim they're a cartel and they control various main mm-hmm. uh hyperspace lanes which if you don't know they don't just hyperspace at random in star wars they have they, in order to keep things organized they and to make have, sure you're not going through a planet they have highways <laughs> yeah they have specific lanes at least we would call them hyperspace lanes more like an uh turnpike really like uh-huh. or an interstate or something, something like yes. that. Yeah, and so the huts control particular ones in the outer rim, and if you're going to be moving massive ships for a war, hyperspace lanes are super important. And yeah, so each side of this war wants uh, control of those, and not a bad plot, no. I think, um, for an introduction into the Clone Wars. It's well, okay, both sides having to fight over a neutral party, especially the Jedi, the good guys, yeah. having to appease the Hut, some criminals, in order to get what they want. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt having a son, on the other hand, not so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, I, then, which then brings up, so Jabba's dead, and so then obviously Rada... Ra- Rada must have died at some point. Oh, because not in the Clone Wars, in the but Clone Wars, after episode six. Because Boba Fett shows up to take his territory, and he's not there. <laughs> but then the two cousins, who might be more than cousins, the two hot uh-huh. cousins. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, show up in to Book lay claim Fett. to uh-huh. their Uncle Jabba's territory or whatever. So that's that's interesting. But anyways, um, it's very Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, it's So I'd say that obviously the most significant thing about this is the introduction of Ahsoka. Yes. Um, Probably not as bad as everyone remembers. So we were watching this with Cameron's wife. (laughs) 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 And so um, they introduced Ahsoka. She comes down from the ship and your wife, upon seeing Ahsoka... Oh, oh, because as we've as we've talked before, and we'll talk to death. Um, Great, Ahsoka's design as a preteen, her clothing design choices are very it not really twelve year old appropriate. She's got uh, the dude top. She's kind of got the mini skirt thing going on. Um, which was a George Lucas decision. If you ever bring it up, any interview, it is brought up to Dave <laughs> Filoni. He immediately is like, that was George. Yeah, the moment George was no longer his boss when yes. Disney bought Star yes. Wars. Every time someone brings up, they're like, Dave, what was up with Ahsoka's tube top? That was George. <laughs> um, and that's, there's some truth to that because Dave Filoni pulls up the receipts where he's like, this is my original concept art. And she has like an actual design, um, an actual outfit. Um, so that was just, it's just really funny because uh, your wife hadn't seen it either. 
Correct. And I hadn't either. So it was, it was funny. Um, there's one thing that I think was interesting watching this was, <sighs> so it's 3D, but throughout this, you could actually, I feel like you could really see that a lot of the department was very used to 2D animation mm, because as I was watching this, there was a lot of squash and stretch and that's in any animation, but it's a little harder with three in like, well, f- if, if you're tr- sorry to interrupt you, but like I, uh, to, uh, to, okay, you finish your point then I'll, I'll add to why I agree with, with what you're saying. There were times where I was watching it. And so honestly, and not like, as you compare it to one thing, one thing that is important to have in your character animations is to make sure that there is weight behind the actions. And so, um, like, that there is weight. And so, when you have, like, very obvious 2D cartoon, there's a lot more you can get away with stylized because it's 2D. You can get away a lot more. You can get a lot more. Ah! You can get away with a lot more in regards to squash and stretch because it flows more naturally. I mean, you see this in... um, like Avatar Last Airbender. I'm just going to use that because Dave fully worked on that. There are a lot of things where I was looking at this going, yes, this looks like a team who is in the transition to 3D, who's been working predominantly on 2D stuff. Um, and I'm seeing that because there were definitely times where in this sort of more realism that they were going for, there wasn't, the characters would move, but there just wasn't as much weight to them. Mm-hmm. Like when you put your foot down, there is weight to it. And you can in, you can imitate that in 2D, but it's, something that I think especially needs to be imitated sometimes in 3D. Um, so either way, I'm not bashing on them because I'm not saying that, oh, I can do it better. <laughs> it was just something int- I had um, noticed. And also it is why shot for shot recreations of, of animated films into live action do not work. <laughs> yeah. That is why a lot of times when they do like, you know, live action adaptations and they try to do the exact shot for shot of a 2d action scene, it doesn't work because human bodies don't work like that in the real world. <laughs> uh, and to bring this animation talk back to talking about Ahsoka, one of the biggest issues with this for me and okay. Asterisk. This was meant to be on television yes not to be to be a film not to be judged you as a film you were supposed to look at it that but also long. is in as far as i would probably guess is an indie show it's being produced by george lucas. all of the original star wars stuff was all indie because george lucas was paying for it himself because he owned star wars he wanted to retain ownership of it and it's also 2008 but that's not going to stop us from criticizing it because they released it in theaters mm-hmm. and the same year 2008 i believe as like ratatouille like, imagine that going up against Ratatouille. Let me double check. The fact <laughs> Did check, Revenge that of the Fallen come out that year? No. Would have been 2009, wouldn't it? If? 2008 animated films. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. One ah! we built the door. Do you know who, you know, do you know what's aged so well? Those Kung movies. Fu Panda. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing a Pixar film here. Let's see. What? This is weird. Um, oh, Wally. Even better. Like, Ratatouille, mm-hmm. incredible. Wally, just absolutely gorgeous. So imagine going up against Kung Fu Panda, Wally, Ponyo. Oh gosh. Um, and I, I think. Open season two. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one one of the things that I don't want to say hurt them, but would have uh, impacted the decisions they make is the specific Clone War style. I mean, 
and whoa, it's a little rough. But uh-huh. I mean, obviously, you grow as you practice. But you couldn't. I don't. If they'd immediately, you know, if they had immediately gone to try realism, it would have been so uncanny mm-hmm. valley. Um, so kind of having this almost like wooden doll uh, type of model um, is like it's it's almost like it was a mix between the two D style and live action. It's almost like they tried yeah. to meet in the middle. Mm, yeah, bad call. <laughs> Bratz Girls Really Rock also came out in 2008. Oh, your um, favorite? Yeah. Um, so, to again, animation, talking about animation, and Ahsoka, because that's what the theme of this. Ahsoka! Uh, so yeah. we're still on Ahsoka autumnal, autumnal <laughs> fall. We're going to talk about Ahsoka again later. <laughs> uh, Ahsoka autumnal. Um, oh, gosh. Oh. She is an original, she's like one of the few she's original characters. Dave- Within this style. So she's a character created for this style. And I think they wanted the characters to be expressive. But also, they wanted them to be expressive. Also, on the other hand, like as someone who's worked in After Effects, I know that, like, the simplest way to animate something is, say, go from point A to point B. And you're kind of... The animation... Like, like imagine, like, telling an actor to hit certain marks. People make that look... um, Natural. When you say, walk from here to there... Do a thing, turn around. A good actor makes that look natural. The animation, the computer doesn't know how to make that look natural. So characters in this cartoon, they will go, they will do a thing, and it's very sharp, pointy movements. And so, like, think of it, like, we talked a lot about, there's also a weird amount of extreme close-up on characters' faces in hmm. this movie. But, like, for example, because sometimes Ahsoka would smile, we were like, ooh. That's what I want to get at. That's probably because, the, they want to make her expressive. Yes. And the expressions would just be like very. Sh- she would go from one facial expression to another one within a few frames. Yeah, and be way too sharp. And the other thing to take into consideration with facial expressions is it's not just the one thing. <laughs> so, for example, when you smile, I mean, unless you're like acting, you know, or depending on what your emotion is, if you are smiling out of joy, for the most part, <laughs> it reaches your eyes. Yes. Your eyes, your cheeks move a little bit, and so sometimes in animation, if you just move the mouth, the mouth is yeah, in her like eyes corners are very of the lips. Dead. Everyone's or Anakin's, but especially so Solus. Um, but so, and it's the same thing when there were definitely some scenes where I was like, "Whoa, they're moving super fast, um, probably faster than what's actually natural." But there, when you animate, especially a fight. Uh-huh. As you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of like straight A to B, but you have to consider if someone is swinging their arm. So, you know, say they're swinging down. A mm. lot of times you're going to see it's just the pivot point of the shoulder. Yeah. But to put in more weight and to actually make it look realistic, if I am going to like swing something at you, mm-hmm. I'm going to. I love how visual this is. Sorry for <laughs> all of y'all who are going to be listening to this. Um, when you raise your hand to swing something, your body turns with it. There is more going on within the rest of your body than just moving your arm. And that's kind of, that's super important to take into consideration in animations because that is what will make or break it. You can have very basic characters if you get the movements right. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is that is the one thing that um, in my classes, our, my instructor was like, Focus, especially as your first one, get something simple down before. 
but make sure you nail those movements. Because if you have a simple character that can move right, it's, it's, people aren't going to focus on how simple on the fact that your character is a bunch of spheres. But if you have really complicated um, models, but you can't get the movement down, it sticks out like a sore thumb. It's a good point. And so what that does is we um, we already know a lot of these characters. Obi-Wan, Anakin, Yoda, Dooku. So even if they don't exactly move and sound correct the whole time, mm-hmm. we at least have a real-life counterpart to draw from and yes. relate to. Ahsoka, on the other hand, this is the is first time we've ever new. seen this character. Her voice performance is also coming from a cartoony perspective. Mm-hmm. And eventually, thankfully, eventually this all evolves to be way better. Animation, voice performance, writing, oh, everything. Bad Batch looks amazing. Well, I'm specifically Soka. By the time well, you get oh, to yeah, the end true. of season yes, seven, of season seven. she s- steals the show in season seven and is phenomenal. And so the reason I've never seen the Clone Wars up until we watched it was because, like, not to get <laughs> off, too off topic, I started with the Clone Wars show. Yeah. And I watched all seven seasons, which is a lot. Um, and honestly, I get to the end of season seven and I was super confused because I'm like, um, I know there were definitely some episodes I'm missing. Everyone's talking about the hut thing. I watched every single episode. Am I missing something? And I finished season seven, like finished season seven, mm-hmm. like, and then I realized, oh, there's a movie. And I went straight and within the course of five minutes, I went straight from the end of season seven to Clone Wars. And I got two minutes in and I had to stop because I was <laughs> the style change. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of the hut thing, there's another hut family member in this. Uh, Zero the hut. No, oh. <laughs> not Ezra. Uh, and uh, this character sucks. Uh, I really hate this character. Specifically, um, one, why this character speaks English. And why it's beyond he me. Sounds like a southern bell. Uh yes, yes, exactly. So here's a quick uh, voice <laughs> oh. sample. And I didn't unmute it. Okay, here we go. Uh, under that. Take her to the dungeon. You will regret this, Zero. No. I think I will become rich with this. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the laugh. Oh, the worst. Then this is our villain. He shows back up in Clone Wars again. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Which made me really confused when I watched that arc <laughs> because they were like, this big bad criminal's getting let out of jail. And I was like, what'd he do? <laughs> what did he do? So hate that. Um, do you have anything else written down that you don't like? Or oh, we can go so to good stuff as I'm, well. I'm going to be honest. I stopped taking notes, I think, about <laughs> 35 minutes in and was just kind of existing and vibing. Um, oh, no. My bad. These are these are all the notes I took. <laughs> I stopped taking notes after they managed to escape Ventress. Um, I see. Well, another thing I have written down for this is you can tell this was written to be multiple episodes of a TV show. Yes. Because they were clearly, sorry, not clearly, repeatedly repeating information. Yeah. They would, every 25 minutes or so, you would have a character say something everyone watching already knows. And that may have been a product of they were making it for kids and they don't trust kids to pay attention. But it would make way more sense if this was a new episode of the show and they were reminding the audience of of what's going on. Uh, And it is... Very confusing, especially if you didn't know, you'd be like, yeah, thanks. I know what you're doing. Just do it. So there was a comment that I thought was interesting. So so you have um, 
the scepter's trying to secure a deal with the huts you have uh because he's been he's been kidnapped um the jedi trying to secure a deal with the huts and actually jabba petitioned the jedi to help find his son um and so then you also have jabba sending his own men out to try and find his son and there's a scene on tatooine and it says where someone goes up to jabba in the palace jabba your bounty hunters are back and they bring in four decapitated heads on a stretcher of the men he sent out and it was just like okay i have that written down in my hmm notes is yeah. the uh, the beheaded mm. bounty hunters mm. yeah oh did you do the three good three bad and then uh, mm? kind of yeah oh, i didn't okay. i was just it's like right. there's a lot going we're, on we're bounced around this is a non-traditional episode um that does transition to one of my good things, so we'll come back to that in a second. My final bad thing that I've written down is, well, just an observation. I have another bad thing. Most to Star Wars things fall into two categories. Like, the the ulterior motive of why it exists. It's either trying to sell toys or it's trying to cover up plot holes. Is most <laughs> Star Wars stuff, especially expanded beyond the movies. Um, this one... Could easily fall into either of those. But also, I think it might have a different ulterior motive. About some point watching this, I realized, I think this is a way to make the prequel dialogue look better by comparison. I think <laughs> I think Lucas was like, if I make something worse, <laughs> people will think <laughs> that the prequel movies are good. If I make something worse, they're going to stop complaining. I think it worked. <laughs> I think it worked for a lot of Star Wars fans at the time. And it is unfortunate that they didn't get some of the original actors but at the time there was just such vitriol against Hayden Christensen mm. and just because people are mean well on the other hand on voice acting is a very different skill it, oh yes absolutely and Ian McGregor definitely could have done it because he's done voice acting he's really good at it but uh robots specifically is what I forgot robots. he's, he's Rodney so Copperbottom I, I really like that movie. I have that PS2 game um well now we gotta look at real fast Ian McGregor what other animated movies has he been in um I know he did a weird bird movie called Valiant, but I'm not going to count that. Um, But you're right. It's a similar when they put theater actors or TV show actors into opposite mediums. uh It's a different skill base. And so Samuel Jackson done it a ton. He'll do anything. It made sense that he was good at it. Christopher Lee, I'm not sure if he had done voice acting before, but he's an all-time master of acting. Not surprised. Former World War II spy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, he, his talents. Member are, of a metal band. The yeah, guy ruled. His his talents are um, unmeasurable, immeasurable. That's the word I'm looking for. Don't correct me in the review. Um, but yeah. So, um, a couple of other comments I had. Soulless Anakin's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked talked about the, yeah. the soulless um, eyes for sure. Here's the other thing. I just wrote wrote this down. The nose art on that clone ship. <laughs> I have that in as well. Uh, so, it, as a, an allusion to uh, the fact that in like World War II and stuff, they would paint sexy ladies on the side of airplanes. The clones have done this with a Twi'lek <laughs> uh, mm. on one of their ships, and... It just feels out of place in a children's cartoon. And the fact that they wanted to bring that back uh-huh. for season seven. But except for that time it was Padme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyways. Um, anyway, good stuff. Uh, there's some stuff in this I like. Um, there's something... some weird tension between Obi-Wan and Ventress. 
I did not pick up on that. That's, I definitely picked up on it in later seasons of the show, but not here. There's some weird tension between <laughs> those two. Um, I... There's a infamous ele- uh, scene really early on when the clones just run out, and two things happen pretty close together. One, the first one who stands up gets headshotted, and then oh yeah, that was like a minute in, and we uh, went, and I went oh, and then another one runs out and punches a droid and breaks his hand, and those two moments are hilarious. Dies. So that's a fun little sequence. Um, oh, we that- get our first introduction of Rex too. Yes, and Sorry, I was going to talk about Rex off. as well. No, you're good. Yeah, this this definitely introduces Rex, which is very cool. Our favorite blonde boy. And I I like how brutal this is. Uh, it's, yeah, it, the clones are, and it, again that this is now this is an 8 p.m. Cartoon Network it is, showing. It is taking that from the 2D animated show, which was just willing to wipe out clones as needed, and um, you know they. Okay, so I've I have some notes about this here. Um, the clone gets headshotted real. I have clone and blow he- up and his, ship. Oh, doesn't his helmet fall off too? Probably. Yeah. Like the guy uh-huh. he gets headshot and his helmet flies off. Like a ship explodes and then like right before it explodes, it's like you have a straight on shot of the clone. It's like yeah. it's not like if a ship explodes in the distance, you don't really think about the people inside of it. But like it, it's an interior shot of a ship and then it cuts to the exterior and then it explodes. Um, yeah. And at some point, a super battle droid picks up a clone and shoots him and then throws him. Yeah. <laughs> so that gave Not it really a nice. little more energy as I was watching it. Um, and I, I appreciate like, I didn't, I didn't think it needed to be brutal. But in this movie that I did not like, I kind of appreciated that there was something creative going on. The other thing that I liked is the vertical battle on the cliff where the droids are at the top. Oh, yeah. And the, they have like uh, walkers and stuff walking up the side of the cliff. I thought that was pretty cool. My only complaint that goes in the hmm uh-huh. category was so it's one of those like six legged uh, clone walker things. I don't know what it's called. So basically, they the hit ATT? A, the AT or something. They hit a vertical wall and they went, we'll just go up and just like <laughs> suction cupped their way up. And so at the front, there's a clone driving. And like Ahsoka. It's getting shot at and it almost falls. And Ahsoka, to save it, jumps on top of it to deflect the gla- to deflect the blasters. But she is standing directly above where that clone is looking in a skirt. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she's probably got leggings. But it was just like, <laughs> when, it, when how quickly that scene is edited and the camera angles it is. I don't blame I, you for, for I, your I mind going there. I noticed it immediately. <laughs> I was, I think, I was like, I was like, oh, wait a second. Because it's, it's just. Uh, well, that noise And I don't think us. it was malicious at all. But <laughs> I just kind of went. Mm. Gotta think better about that. Uh, that transitions nicely into our final segment, that noise you made. Uh, we already talked about the beheaded bounty hunters and the sexy Twilight drawing. My last one is just... This is kind of an interesting thing, though, as well, but mostly just I was like, this is a weird choice. Rex is so pissed at Ahsoka's He's existence. So angry. <laughs> He's just, like, constantly annoyed by Ahsoka. And it's pretty hilarious. And though, act, in retrospect, knowing where they end up as, like, best friends and rebels, oh, uh, it is kind of an interesting place where they started where 
Ahsoka is pretty much trying to tell him what to do, and Rex is mad like, that she even exists. Technically, I outrank you. Because uh-huh. she's like, I'm 12 or whatever. And he goes, I'm 11. This grown man <laughs> saying he's 11 or I don't know. Um, yeah. Also, go ahead. You know who we didn't see in Ahsoka? Who? Rex. Well, very briefly. In the in the vision in the in the fourth oh, in the I world meant, between like, worlds alive I at see. the time yeah, yeah yeah well I mean he's probably not alive by that point <laughs> look he'd be so old he'd be so old I I really doubt that he's alive oh, um, oh also another fun note uh, not a note just something for, to get Rachel's uh, on the IMDb page for this movie. There's an image from what I assume is the Nintendo DS version of the video game, and this Ooh. is cracking me up. It's just Dooku <laughs> looking over at Asajj Ventress, but his body's not turned, and his head is way too far over, <laughs> and his beard is clipping into his shoulder. That's a night sister. And meanwhile, you have a you have a night sister with way too much cleavage, <laughs> even though there's like eight pixels in this image. It's an animal freaking out upstairs. It's a dog. Anyways, anyway. uh, way too much cleavage for mm. eight pixels. Um, so this this image is quite funny to be on the front page of the IMDb <laughs> for this movie. Someone chose that specifically. Uh, do you have any other notes? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is not on the page for the movie. This is on the page for the actress who plays Asajj Ventress in oh, this. Oh, interesting. Um, which I meant to look at and see if she had played done any, any other. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, sorry, it's loading now. The dog's messing up the Wi-Fi. Uh, no Transformers. Any other Star Wars? Actually, I think that dog is upstairs and over. That's how. Uh, she is. is in Bad Batch for one episode. Huh. Uh Fuja and Shia in the episode. Uh, it's not telling me which episode. Here it is. Uh, season one, episode two, cut and run. So oh, that was did a she wild. play the Twi'lek? Farmer wife? Oh, or the children? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. The like farmer wife. 10 out of 10 is description. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, um, anything else um, interesting about the Clone Wars animated movie? It. I'm glad we have Ahsoka. I'm glad Ahsoka exists. She's a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, they're writing up better. And, eventually. Uh, great. And oh, uh, who is the woman who plays Ahsoka? Rosario Dawson. Or Ashley Eckstein. The cartoon, yeah. Ashley Eckstein. Got really good at the voice. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things that I see every now and then is uh, as things tend to come out, people are like, oh my gosh, Ventress could come back. Especially as I'm seeing this with like the uh-huh. Dathomirian stuff in Ahsoka. And it's like, spoilers for Dark Disciple, girl does not live long past Order 66. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I hate to burst your bubble. She dead. <laughs> like she D-E-D. Dead. And one last fun fact here. Uh, the voice actress of Padme in this animated movie, Padme. Catherine Tabor, she was in The Force Awakens, which is quite cool. She, and she did go on to play Padme in the cartoon as well. Um, sorry, I'm having trouble finding it. I saw it a second ago. We're buffering because of the dog. <laughs> She's also in the Old Republic video game. She's also in two episodes of Rebels as Phoenix 2 and Numa. Oh. And she is the hangar officer and Starkiller technician. Voice uncredited. 
Nice. Um, and she is also in Minecraft story mode as Jesse. Oh, <laughs> what a fall far from grace. <laughs> and I'm just trying to see if there's anything else here. She played, played Princess Leia in Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Oh. Um, if you didn't know, Force Unleashed has had DLC where you get to play through one piece of story from each original trilogy if, as if Starkiller were there. Oh. And she played Princess Leia for that. Interesting. Yeah. I, I recommend looking that up. Um, he grabs Obi-Wan on Tatooine and throws him into the engines of the Millennium Falcon. It's pretty sick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awful. <laughs> like, while it's on? Yeah. So he, like, dies? Yeah. Oh, my god! It, it's, like, it's not meant to be canon. It's meant yeah. to be, like, if Starkiller had actually existed with oh the movies, what would he have done? Um, She was also in Knights Old Republic. Crazy. Man. And by, at that point, she went by Cat Tabor instead of Catherine Tabor. Okay, time to get off this stupid movie um, and move on to Meme Minute. But it's longer than a minute. I'm getting a call from my wife. I apologize. I'll call you back soon. We're almost done podcasting. Are we? <laughs> yes. Uh, we just have to do meme minute. But it is longer than a minute. But, uh, but I don't think it's longer than a meme parsec or meme Are we already on meme minute? Yeah, we're done with the movie. Ah, I thought we were going to talk about our favorite scenes from Ahsoka. Oh, were we? Um, I didn't come prepared for that. Can we do it next week? You mean in two weeks? Oh, yes. Sorry. I didn't come prepared. You told me to do that. And I totally forgot. I apologize. Okay. I, I totally Your forgot. Your punishment is the 20 memes I have. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, now I have more time to, to, to muse about what I want to talk about. So that's your fault. Do you have any videos you want to play? Because I do. I actually don't, Cameron. Okay. Well, I've got a I do here. have so many memes, though. That's that's your that's your punishment. So this is. I actually saw this video as I was waiting at the light around the corner from your house on the way here. You're on your phone while you're driving. Uh, oh, it didn't. Okay, here we go. R two D two. R two D two. You gotta see the image. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen the interview with um Oh my gosh, his name just escaped me. He plays Cassie and Andor. Um Diego Luna. Diego Luna. He said that watching Star Wars in Spanish growing up, R2D2 sounds like R2Ritu, which I think translates to little Arthur. Oh yeah, and I so have. He's, he thought his name about, was Little Arthur. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I sent you. So I do have a video. I sent you on Twitter, but you didn't respond to any of my social media this week. It's okay. Um, I ho I so hope I sent to, it to you. finish up the previous video. It was Google Translate produce uh, pronunciating pronouncing R two D two in English and Italian, and then after said the Italian one it has a Photoshop of R two in a Spanish. Or a f Italian town on the coast, and he's got a chef's hat and a mustache, and a little hand doing the Italian thing, and a, he's holding a pizza. And uh, I thought that was good for a laugh. Um. Oh man, I got, I got some good ones. Um. <laughs> I would see if I can find. It. I'm so mad I didn't save a. I didn't like save a copy of it. Um. Oh my gosh. Man, that dog is losing it. Um, it's not very cool of you, dog. We're podcasting. I was actually 
they were barking for so long on Saturday night, I might call management about it, but that's just me. Um, I actually have two Jabba the Hutt things tonight. Um, oh, gosh. I hope this is... <laughs> Someone made an edit because Diego Luna loves has a weird Jabba the Hutt. joke that he loves Jabba the Hutt. And someone... And he calls him Yava. Yeah. Because he's And someone Spanish. made an edit. Or, Gosh. I is he from Mexico or is he from... Where is he from? Diego Luna. Uh, I think he's from Mexico. Yes. I he is Mexican. Someone made an edit of... Clips of Diego Luna talking about how much he loves Jabba the Hutt. Uh-huh. With uh, My Heart Will Go On over it. I don't know if I can find it anymore. Maybe they deleted it. Anyways, I'll go ahead and play for you since I've already got it up. Peter Cullen was initially unavailable during the recording of the G1 episode Countdown to Extinction. As such, Chris Lada stood in the voice of Optimus Prime with, Lolan du- with Cullen dubbing over the lines later. That's supposed to be Optimus Prime. <laughs> Did I send that to you? Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> so that was that was supposed to be Optimus Prime. That last voice you heard there yeah. sounded a lot more like jazz than anything. I think I found it. Oh well, we have an ad. Great. Mute that. I don't want to hear an ad on our podcast. We're an ad-free podcast. Talking about Jabba the Hutt. Or Jabba the Hutt, as Diego Luna says. Interesting character. I don't know, that texture of his skin is just something that obsesses me. The texture of the skin. Jabba. It's I have always wanted just... to touch him. I like the texture of Yabba. <laughs> I need to discover. It's... He's an amazing character. Come on. I have it's it just like it's an this instrument on my heart with a lot. In the in the background, I just it's just so funny. I feel like it probably started as a joke, but gosh, it's so funny. Um, this is also this is also a pretty good one. Uh, Transformers, what they only say among us. <laughs> wow. What animation? What's that 2D? That was some like that was, flash that's looking bots. animation. That's that rescue awful. Bots. Um, the other one that I think is very funny, just because we get a kick out of this line every single time. <laughs> Someone <laughs> microwaved. <laughs> Uh, Starscream. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. How many memes do you have? <laughs> um, <laughs> as many as this dog has been barking. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> uh. <laughs> really need some waiting music to fill the gaps of this podcast (laughs) 
Do you have more than nine? Eight. Sorry, I've got eight. Oh my gosh, you can't do 30 memes. But Cameron, Dude. I had to save some from last time because you I don't want to be selective. Too much for There's you. no way all Ugh. 30 of those memes are like worth sharing. Yes, they are. Rach, so I have funny. a hard time believing They're that. They're so funny. You got to be selective. Uh 15. First Cameron doesn't forget Kim forgets to do the thing I wanted to talk about, and then he's then he's then he's censoring my meme ship. All right, gotta share them for our inevitable oops only memes episode. Oops only memes. Okay, hold on. Okay, let me let me get some some relevant ones. I'm gonna laugh if some of these are ones that you have uh, seen. Uh, like if I pull some up that you've shown so anyways uh is any cool star wars stuff this week have i seen any cool yeah uh these memes i'm wanting to share <laughs> um okay so <laughs> we haven't even talked about what we're gonna do for the next one so i can't even talk about that right now because uh, we have no idea uh send us your ideas on what we should talk about. Um, I'll save my one Transformers meme for next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Evil laugh. <laughs> um, if you if you get a chance, play if play the uh, the Clone Wars video game from 2003. It is a good time. Uh, it's it's goofy and it's not. I've actually great. heard the opposite. That's my hot take. I I don't think it's necessarily good, but I think it's fun. I, don't, I also haven't played it for like probably 15 years so my memory of it and like <laughs> it's not i would it's not through rose tinted glasses because i am 28 and so 15 years ago regular, would have been 13 regular tinted glasses um and it just is a unique star wars video game at, at the very least well in the meantime this isn't a meme but um someone made an article that supposedly Guillermo del Toro had a scrapped Jabba the Hutt film. Oh, yeah. That would focus on the rise and fall of Tatooine's crime lord. And Guillermo del, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro retweeted it and because they posted a picture of uh, Jabba and Guillermo like next to each other. And he uh -huh. retweeted it and said, separated at birth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't exactly know which Transformer this is. Oh, but, I can probably tell you that. Uh, it. <laughs> he's very broad-shouldered and large and hunched over, and it just says, Mother declares it is my chance to enjoy the Microsoft Xbox gaming entertainment station. <laughs> ah, yes. Who, who, who is this? It might be fan art. I wonder if I can. It looks like an Insecticon from Transformers Prime, but it. I feel. I wonder if it's concept art. Hey, we could pull out the concept art book that I bought off Amazon for one hundred and fifty dollars. I don't need to what know that bad. What are you talking about, Cameron? What are you talking about? Um, okay, hold on. I got two more to get rid of, Cameron. Two more. Two more, and then then we can then we can start. I just I got I got some good. I just, I got I got some real good ones if you ask me. Um, okay. All right. Wait. Wait. What you got? Uh, go ahead. Share. I've already done. 
one. You should do okay. one. Okay. Uh, hmm, hmm, I think hmm. you have twice as many as me, so you should do two. Uh, Master, I think this is this is actually very. Uh, it, this is from the Clone Wars movie. Um, Ahsoka holding Rada up to Anakin. Master, I think this little guy is sick. He's burning up with a fever. Anakin checks temperature with gloved prosthetic hand. Oh yeah, I've seen that one before. Interesting. Um, you yeah, read this one. Me and my lily, silly little bed, avoiding my silly little <laughs> dark thoughts. But it's in that font where it's all like glitchy and it's corrupted image of uh season three ezra when he's yeah. going through it with the dark side and all that i thought that was cute anyways this says uh dave filoni as soon as he realized the last episode of ahsoka would release in october and there's a skeleton in front of a green screen doing the new the weather and it says as you can see here it's gonna get spooky with the hat <laughs> but he's got filoni's hat <laughs> on the hat. with the hat um You've just been Saw Guerrero'd. Saw Guerrero friend to get un <laughs> I like the un part. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Anyways. Um, oh, um, what are the Astromex views on the Galactic Civil War? Uh-oh. And we have R2-D2 and Chopper. R2-D2 says, both sides have blood on their hands, but I fought to bring freedom to the galaxy. Chopper says, if they're Imperial, they deserve the burial. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <coughs> when Optimus travels back in time and creates a time loop, and it's um, some sort of like technical equipment, and the brand is Looptimus. Looptimus? <laughs> Uh, I am Looptimus Prime. Uh, mm, don't like that. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Okay. We can, I have something funny about this as well. This is great. Wow. This is high quality. <laughs> I'll let you explain it. <laughs> so it is a picture of Cy Snoodles, the famous singer that we see in Jabba the Hutt's palace and also has appearances in clone wars really um, uh i'm pretty <sighs> sure she in zero the hut were a thing at some point no <laughs> if i remember correctly but it's also been a while since i've seen clone wars um so it says Sai snoodles the era's tour <laughs> so it is a <laughs> it is a i think it's either it's the movie poster of like uh, the uh, almost a george lucas movie the taylor swift movie coming out about the era's tour oh that, but i didn't realize it's, that it's that's um and so yeah it's really good it's really very high quality she was in uh, six oh wait no this is poster only <laughs> they have a poster for every episode of the clone wars you oh i gosh. don't think i realized i'd seen posters for individual episodes but i did not know they have one for every episode. i know each one has its own quote at the very beginning yeah yeah like individual quote she was in two episodes yep. of uh the clone wars and um it says here, Femme Fatale. Yeah. What's, and then it's a picture of her and... <laughs> it just has this image. It's captioned, Psy kills Zero. Yeah, she does. She shot him. She kills Zero the Hutt. Oh, suddenly I love it's her. It's so funny because... Basically, it's woman. It's you know, hell hath no fury like a woman's uh, scorned. Basically, it's so funny. And he's just and Zero is just this big job hut looking guy. He's looking down at this like red circle in his chest after and size is standing there with a gun. <laughs> oh, that's so good. We stand size. That's in this so household. funny. Uh, yeah. Um. 
so glad you got a kick out of that. Um, so we have some screen caps from Ahsoka from when Ahsoka was uh-huh. training while they're waiting to go to Peridia. And Ahsoka is looking at that Anakin, that <laughs> recording of Anakin. This is his last recording. Hu Yang. Actually, I believe this was his last recording. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it is. It's the image that Obi-Wan and Yoda see when Palpatine is decreeing Anakin as uh, Lord Vader for the first time in Revenge of the Sith. Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> that's That's a good joke. So here you've got... Uh, Mirage from Rise of the Beasts mm-hmm. saying, this is something he said in the movie, work friends, he's, he's talking to uh, Noah, what? work friend, you've been inside me. And underneath that is Thrawn looking at the iPad <laughs> and then just looking up in disgust. <laughs> I feel like, is it, that's, that was, that was our reaction. Yes. Except we, oh, yeah. except the, you know, the six of us that were in the theater, four of us being the same group of friends went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't have to read this one out loud. I would just love to. Man, the animals are boisterous. We have a special tonight. guest on the podcast, uh, Rachel's neighbor's dog. Yeah. I just you don't have to read this out loud, but I just want you to <laughs> You don't have to read it out loud. I lost my droid again. He's ugly as hell and keeps running away, but I still love him. Plus I already bought him some stuff and I don't want to return the stuff. Please bring him back. His name is R2 Peepoo. He probably won't respond to it because He's a fake little itch, <laughs> though. Please contact me. <laughs> the, the email is bootyeater6969. <laughs> Reward five-ish, maybe. <laughs> it's a missing poster. <laughs> There's a lot more swear words there in there. I, That's why I said I you didn't have to read it out loud. Yeah. I just wanted you to read it, like, like in your in your mind. So, anyways, I've I've been holding on to that one for a while because that was funny. People. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so this is a comic, like a like a one panel image of two guys walking from a big storage facility, and the storage facility is labeled 2023. And one guy's got a bunch of boxes and it says, Is that all you need? And one guy has one box and he says yes. And the big guy with all the boxes labeled Star Wars, and all his boxes are labeled Visions Volume 2, Ahsoka, Bad Bat Season 2, Jedi Survivor, Mando, Skeleton Crew, and the Transformers fan just has the one box and it just says Rise of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, a rare Transform meme. Oh, that's good. A rare Transform or, meme. Or Starform meme. Ah, yes. Um, when you're trying to die but Luke won't shut up. It's yes! A sc- <laughs> it's a screenshot. It's such a good meme. Of, um... Yoda looking fed up with life and with Luke um, from Empire Strikes Back. It's really funny. Um, no words. No! Dang it! Oh, I should have seen this coming. So, as those listening to this in in real time, like as it releases, you'll be aware that the last few weeks the internet has been plagued, absolutely plagued, with this ridiculous meme of... Oh, I can't even remember the actor's name. It's uh, Uh, Kevin. He's it's it's it's, Spacey. Is that actor's name is Kevin something? I'm totally blanking on it. From King of Queens is the TV show. It's an image from the TV show King of Queens. It's it's him 
like looking all like shy and stuff and putting his fingers, his hands in his pockets. The worst. It was funny a few times and then Kevin James. Kevin James, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Okay, but here it's just Anakin. Someone, that's Luke. Oh, sorry, Luke. Someone's just photoshopped Revenge of the Return of the Jedi Luke's clothes and hair onto him. And, I hate it. And and Endor. Yeah, why? <laughs> why are the Ewoks behind him? Because he's friends with the Ewoks. This is his response. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Bad. Bad. I hate it. Why did you bring that here? Was that? Yeah, that was my second one for the time. I only got only got three more rounds. For okay. Me. Uh, I've got three more as well. No, mom, I'm not high. My eyes are red because I'm evil, and this is image of Thrawn. <laughs> Um, uh, I just, I just, I just want you to view this one with your eyes. <laughs> I kind of get it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just Dex. Okay. Photoshopped onto Thrawn saying yeah. long live the diner. <laughs> I just thought it matched the theme of people photoshopping Dex into random things. <laughs> I see. Yeah. And they, they gave him extra arms yeah, too. Yeah, they gave him extra arms. It mm. confused me for a second because there's also of, so Dexter Jester, the guy who owns the diner that Obi-Wan goes to talk to in uh, Attack of the Clones. So there's another character of the same species who is a Jedi in Clone Wars oh, that people Pong hate. Krell. Oh my gosh. So I wasn't sure if it was a Pong Krell that's joke such a or good, not. I've never such... seen that episode. I assume he, he betrayed everyone or something. Uh, Actually, well, not I'm, I'm not a Pong Krell apologist, but basically <laughs> Pong Krell was like, the clones are bad. And uh-huh. they might betray us someday. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. <laughs> this guy's out of line, but he's right. Um, this one, this one is. A, this one's also. This is. I love this one. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And that's s- really fun. And so this is the. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. This, good addition. This is one of a one of a one of our favorite memes that tends to resurface on this every three weeks or so. Is that uh, <laughs> image of Leonardo DiCaprio from? Once upon a time in yes, Hollywood. Yes, thank you. Um, where he's like, hup, hup, de, hup, and, he's, and he's pointing at the screen, and someone has photoshopped it from the statue of the father at the end of Ahsoka, uh-huh. where it's pointing, and you can see Balin on it. It's just, oh, it's so funny. Because, yeah. This is, and I believe this is a quote from something, but I don't really know what, but it's Vader approaching Ezra, and Vader just says, I used to kill kids like you. I still do, but I used to, too. <laughs> Um, Thrawn to great mothers in every Ahsoka episode. I am once again asking for your dark magic support. Uh huh. I saw this one a couple times. It's the Bernie meme. Yep. Um, I ax- I can't do math, so I, I apparently I have like three more. Okay, go ahead and do two um, more. It's um, Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh huh. Yep. Halloween. Yep. 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 And then um. <laughs> <laughs> so similar to the meme. Format that I used earlier uh, or showed earlier is Thrawn looking at his iPad thing and then looking up. iPad baby. But on the iPad is uh, Kino from Andor saying, can't swim. (laughs) A crushing moment of that show. So good. Uh, I only got one more. So this is my last one as well. Um, It's some sort of drawing of two ATSTs in a 
valley with a big monster coming after them right after pushing over ATAT. And the two ATST walkers are labeled me and my husband. And the big monster is labeled my cat crashing through the house at 3 a.m. And the, eight, the knocked over ATAT is everything on the living room table. Oh, no. Okay, my last one for the night. Are you ready? Yes. Thronald McDonald isn't real and can't hurt you. <laughs> Saw that one, too. And it's ronald mcdonald but he's got thron's face and also they like it actually it's not it's not ronald mcdonald's clothes it's thron's clothes but they've been made into like the same colors as ronald mcdonald's clothes well i'm glad you've seen actually half of my memes that makes me feel better for having so many of them you would think with like billions of people on the internet there'd be more creativity but uh we also just get reposts of the same like 20 memes or so and we love it. Well, what's happened, a side note, is what happens is people make meme pages. They get popular. And then, like, websites buy them out and then just post the same things across all of these different meme pages. It's very s- annoying. And then they start wishing people happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate. <laughs> that's where the money is. That's where the true money is. is wishing it's, it's, obscure it's, actors it's barely connected to Star Wars happy birthday every is. day till the end of time. Safe to say I did not make the tweet about Guillermo del Toro. So just letting you know. Okay, thanks. Um just letting you know about that okay so i've seen this one (laughs) this one is weirdly cropped the me and my silly bed so i doubt that's you that would be clever you've been sagarered that's good do astromex views on the galactic civil war size if you do the size noodle ones i'll be very impressed did the what one the size noodles the arrows tour Man, you only have eight, and I still don't really know. <laughs> Gosh, I hate that Mirage quote. Ugh. 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 <laughs> I don't like it. I hate it so much. Dislike. My guess is you did the Dexter Jester Long Live the Diner. I did not. Ah, dang. Now that's going to put me at seven and seven, I think, for the meme game, which is not. Mm, I don't know which one I've done. I don't know which one. Everything on the living room table. Well, you don't have a cat. You should... Or a husband. I was, I was <laughs> said that to her husband. Um, my second guess would be you spent so long making yours i did i spent the entire time we were watching so it says dave filoni as soon as he realized the last episode of ahsoka would release in october as you can see here it's gonna get pretty spooky is that your final answer yeah what if i told you i made seven of those eight memes are you kidding me (laughs) I decided I could, I had no memes. I had so few memes to share. I decided to flip it and give you one and see, I really hoped you pick the one that I didn't make. And then it would have been the best thing of all time. If you had picked the one I didn't make, <laughs> but you did pick, I did oh, make okay. that one. I okay. did make Can that I pick one. the one you didn't make. Um, yeah, go for it. 
So I made seven of those eight memes. Dadgummit. <laughs> my, my second guess was going to be this one, the Looptimus one. Yeah, I took that picture a long time ago. I knew I've been it. saving I was it for like, a hmm, long time. So I did make that one as well. Do I get seven points? No, you get one point. <laughs> All right, Al, uh, Rachel improves. Is this the one you didn't make? I made that one too. Oh, okay. So I, I made the one of the Transformers in Star Wars fans. I made that one as well. Oh, Mother so, declares so it, it is, is my chance. Is this one? I made that, that one. That one I intentionally oh. made it in a way that would throw you off. I, I added the Thrawn image to that one. So you made the I kill kids. You didn't make the I kill kids one. I did not make that one. Yeah, that <laughs> one is not mine. Nice. So Rachel improves to 10. Okay. Whatever we talked about on text message, we have managed to screw up the score on this game multiple weeks in a row. <laughs> Because you asked me for clarification, I told you the wrong answer. Oh my gosh! Here is the correct answer. Hold on, I have to write this down. <laughs> I will text both of us. So this is week 14. I am 7 of 7. 7, seven wins, 7 loss. Not 7 of 7. I am 7 and 7. And okay. you are 10 and 4. 10 4, got it. <laughs> Man, if... For those of you who follow us on Twitter, I run the Twitter page, and every week for the past couple weeks has been wrong. Um, uh, <laughs> Gosh. That was good, though. I've thought about doing a couple of memes before, but that's why you took so freaking long. <laughs> yeah, I made a bunch stock. of them. Yeah. Of the last one, two, three, four, five, six games, I have had one win. And, oh, wait. Did we figure out which meme you made? Oh, no, we which didn't. Which one did you make? We didn't. Did you make... You the, guessed. Uh, uh, can't Swim? Surprisingly, I did not. Uh, was it the Leonardo DiCaprio? Surprisingly, it no. was not. Oh, wow. Um, which one did you make? The Soccer Era one. Oh, nice. <laughs> You've been Saw Guerrera. Saw Guerrera, another friend to get un Guerrera. That one very much blends in with the rest of the internet. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I, so I'm going to be honest. I think I have something for our intro. Because um, a video I forgot to send um, that I totally forgot to play. Um, and granted, I don't really know. <laughs> Are you going to make me edit this into the beginning no. <laughs> are you just gonna play it what's going on here um so i don't really know how true this is but i think it'd be really funny so one of the only good things about ai is sometimes you can make funny things with them okay um so someone said granted i don't know how true this is so if i'm wrong i'm willing to be wrong but it's a funny concept anyways back in the day there was a fan vote to pick a line optimus prime would say in the transformers movie I still laugh thinking about how the studio nixed the winning entry. Oh, this is good. I'm going yeah. to turn into a truck now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. Thank you for calling. <laughs> I send this message to any surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. I am going to turn into a truck now. Autobots, it's transforming time. It's so AI, but I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Anyways, copyright. Copyright who? Uh... <laughs> Very good. Uh, 
Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in for whatever this was. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, this is fun uh, to record. It's, it's cool to be back after two weeks. And uh, we'll see you again in another two weeks. Uh, don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll figure out. Maybe Disney will drop like Tales of the Jedi yeah. out of nowhere and we'll have to like watch it, I guess. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be that. great. Not saying that's a bad thing, but it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll be right after Halloween in two weeks, won't we? Mm, Boop. It'll be the day after Halloween in two weeks. We can watch the scariest Star Wars of all time, the Christmas special. Uh, <laughs> November 1st, <laughs> Christmas time! <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll figure out something. But um, as always, you got to bring it up. Uh, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. Props to Rachel for our artwork and Twitter account at rebels robots pod thank you to athena for editing and uh she's supposed to be here producing but she's uh too busy throwing up somewhere or coughing or whatever <laughs> uh props to Kara for running our facebook group uh rebels and robots uh give us something to read on the pod leave a review tweet but or dm not, us memes or opinions but do not review us on amazon yes <laughs> <laughs> it will not we'll show up. We'll never see it. We we literally can't see it. We have. Uh, I'm gonna double check to see if we have any reviews here. Um, I'm on the wrong page. Oh, I don't want to do this. I, I doubt we have any reviews. I'm. It's gonna take too long to. I Apple Podcast makes me sign in every time, and it makes me do like a code, and it's a pain in the butt. Um. We'll get you next time if you left a review. Apologize for that. I didn't. I didn't we'll get you. Um. This is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, I'm going to turn into a truck truck now. now. (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs) 